Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Okay, welcome back, niggas and friends. <laughs> welcome back. I am Eddie Griffin. And I am Misty Copeland. And when you said niggas and friends, I honestly heard Usher lovers and friends in my head. So yeah. I was really finna like go into it, but I'm gonna spare y'all niggas today. Let's just pretend that was the inspiration. Okay. Um welcome back to the show. How's everyone doing? Great, mm-hmm. hopefully. Welcome, welcome. Um, I'm actually feeling pretty good my mom is in town <gasps> what yeah i did not know that my mom came to town yesterday she's staying with me until tomorrow why didn't she come to the studio <laughs> she actually jokingly asked if she could come and i made this crazy face like are you <laughs> sure and she was like i just wanted to see i did not know you know what you should have brought her over yesterday for the super bowl party your mama could have came and kicked it she was kicking it right <laughs> in front of my tv watching it with my <laughs> uncle um, oh i love that they're in town that's so great yeah unfortunately they came because my mom's one of my mom's friends is dealing with something tough so she came to support her mm. this is the first time that my mom has like visited the city while right, i'm here right and the first time that i've had a place to put a family member so <laughs> there's also that yes i understand she's in my room because <laughs> that bed is softer okay and i'm not gonna not put her in the room with the better bed and more. Right, of course. It's your mama. And so that's been great because <laughs> like don't take offense to this, but sometimes I feel very like alone and I subject myself to that. So it's not You like do, because you're thing. invited. I know. But it's not just like a oh nobody invites me anywhere or I don't go out and nobody it's not that. I'm just saying there's like a, a sense of like I've got a whole bunch of shit that I'm dealing with and I have to take on the burden of that by myself. And while that is not true, it's just there's there's a different level of comfort when you're dealing with someone that unconditionally loves you mm-hmm. and has been that energy with you like since your whole life. The beginning. Right, of right? course. It makes sense. So that being in like my adult space Mm -hmm. that's all and i have like the privilege of being able to like look after her and make sure she's straight and all that stuff even though she's very like why are you so pressed that's (laughs) that's been phenomenal oh i love it so yay mama fury's here let's start the show with some black excellence today your mom Sure. Yes. Absolutely. She is. Because she has put up with my shit. Counting so many numbers. Oh, she's so smart. Oh, she'd be mad. We love it. 
Matthew and Marnell Goins, or Marnell, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly. Sweetness, I read this on um, Because of Them We Can, as usual. They're the owners of a company called Puzzle Huddle. It is a homemade puzzle company that is dedicated to children of diverse images and backgrounds and things. I love it. um, In the African American community. So basically the story goes that this dad had two little girls and was looking for a way to like play with them and also, I guess, not be bored to tears. Mm -hmm. So he started buying puzzles for them (laughs) online and stuff. And through, I guess, just that whole process realized, hmm. Most of these puzzles ain't got nobody on it that look like me or my kids. Like many things in the world for black people. Right. So, took it upon himself to try to figure out how to make puzzles and then teamed up with uh, a company that actually could manufacture it and stuff like that. So now you've got Puzzle Huddle. You can go to puzzlehuddle.com and see all of the different options they have if you want to buy puzzles for you and your kids. They've got them like broken up into different categories here, three to four years old, five to seven, seven to 10. And the art on it is really cool. And it just kind of goes through pretty much everything you can think of like different sorts of jobs with black kids here chemists and doctors and vets they got a black jesus puzzle they've got uh (laughs) you know little black baby riding on a dinosaur (laughs) and i also love they have like a sorority collection so they've got like oh god of course they do i mean they went to howard (laughs) of course (laughs) they do and you know everybody in each sorority is like absolutely going hard for them fucking like five puzzles a piece (laughs) (laughs) The puzzles are assembled and on the living room, the right. dining room table where niggas can't sit no damn way. It's don't even have there. a daughter yet. Just working on the it. The puzzle is framed. It don't even matter, bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. This is such a cute idea. Yeah. So go and support them and check out what they've got to offer. Cause I thought that was really cool. I like stories like that with us in it where we're doing something you may not yeah. think of. Right. Um, Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, so let's begin the show today with our hot tops it's a beautiful dick in the neighborhood a beautiful dick for a neighbor okay would it be mine all right could it be <laughs> could it be no i see why you even watch your mom in the other room <laughs> i mean what is she i'm thirsty <laughs> does she listen to the show that would be Hell so crazy no by choice listen i mean i asked her not to but she also right. knows that i cuss and talk about dicks so yeah. she's just like having a great time cool great <laughs> so happy know. for you connie definitely asked me for a link a couple weeks ago and i was like girl please stop playing that's amazing i, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if one day she's just like I mean the fact that you already don't know how to look up the read (laughs) so like I'm not gonna help you right (laughs) anyway beginning the tops this week so apparently this is okay they're making a Hamilton movie Disney yes I saw that acquired the distribution rights for an alleged 75 cool million (gasps) go off Lynn Manuel so (laughs) Oh, oh. Disney's Hamilton, the movie, is expected to drop in theaters October 2021. Oh, shit. So if you have seen Hamilton and want to see the film version, Mm -hmm. there's that. If you didn't have $5,000 to sit (laughs) in a bathroom (laughs) and watch Hamilton... Here you go. An option for you. It was inevitable. So what can you do? I mean, and the thing is, like, I know a lot of people don't want like theater productions to be available on tape or DVD or whatever. Yeah. Because it yeah. takes something away from like actually being there. Of course, right. you know, plays or musicals are not movies, yeah. but they're easily adaptable. And then I know Lin-Manuel said that it's the original cast and they filmed it in the original, the Richard Rogers theater where they first went okay. when they got to Broadway. So I feel like we're going to get something that is a lot more traditionally theater based than when what we normally get from oh so is this about to be like the like they're going to film the stage performance i think so i honestly think it's disney filming the stage performance and maybe you know helping a homecoming it up digitally yes oh my god yes nigga they are gonna be homecoming it up i'm into that but otherwise i think it's gonna be the stage production because why else bring back you know the original cast and do it in the theater it doesn't make sense just because people will write their medium think pieces they will have their think pieces about it and I feel that's probably another reason why you don't see Mm -hmm. um, recorded or home video versions of a lot of productions because they go through different casts and stuff like that and who's to say oh 
oh well I really wanted to see David Diggs in it but he's not in the one I bought <laughs> right exactly so I want my money back <laughs> you know so like I'm sure there's a whole yes. host of reasons why but yeah I'm interested in and I haven't seen Hamilton on stage oh, because by the time first of all I was invited a few times and I'm not a big musical person right. so most of the time people have to like drag me by my throat to go and get me to sit and watch one and mm-hmm. then when it's done I'm like oh so glad I saw that that was actually really great I just would have never gone on my own right but then it was like girl you haven't seen Hamilton do you even love yourself <laughs> it was like <laughs> By that time, I was like, girl, I'm not, nobody finna get no tickets. So, yeah, I think it was like December of 2016, 2017. I don't even remember, but like yeah. a co worker of mine was like, oh, I'm sick. I can't go to Hamilton. Will anybody buy my ticket? So I went and I had never heard the soundtrack. I didn't really know anything about it. I, I just knew that song. it was crazy. Yeah. And honestly, don't listen to the soundtrack till you see the show. Yeah, I wouldn't. This doesn't apply to 99% of y'all because y'all have definitely downloaded it by now, but Probably. you should. <laughs> and it's, it's just, on iTunes, no? I mean, yeah, it's on every streaming yeah. platform at this point. He didn't put out a Hamilton mixtape and everything else <laughs> since then. It's all kind of shit Hamilton related on Yes, a lot of shit. But I saw it with the original cast and it blew me. I mean, I'm telling you, 30 seconds into the show, I was blown away. So I cannot wait for the rest of y'all to see what I saw that night because it was incredible. Um, Speaking of musicals and Hamilton, I am interested in seeing that In the Heights movie with yes, Anthony Ramos. me too. That Anthony was, like was so cute when he came on our Very, show. very nice Adorable. Guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> in a way better mood than I would be if I had to spend my birthday doing promo and going on tour. Oh. <laughs> way better. But yeah, he's really cute. And he was in... Was he in the Broadway production of In the Heights? I think he was. I can't Maybe. say for sure. But yeah, this the In the Heights should be really good. And I think directed by John Cho, too. So, you know, POC, supporting POC. Well, you can go ahead and mark that on your calendar. Uh, oh, ladies and gents. listen, because the girls are absolutely going to sell out that first night of, oh, yeah. <laughs> of I mean, Hamilton in theaters. <laughs> you know Y'all might as well get the fuck ready. Hit the pre-sale of the pre-sale. <laughs> For real. Um, So let's talk about some garbage. Um, mm, okay, I love trash. Offset had an interesting week. <laughs> no, don't do this, because I was on Offset's side. Uh, I am as well. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, great. But prior to what we're d- going to talk about, he has already had some issue with the LAPD because there was like a report of someone with a gun at the Grove, that shopping center in Los Angeles. I read, right? They gave the police a description. (laughs) An all black man wearing... (laughs) All black man. A black man... (laughs) No, me! Just 30% black? No. A black man wearing all all black clothing. Right. I'm like, bitch. That could be any nigga. 80% in of the niggas the in LA. City? Right. That's everybody. What do you do mean? Do you know how common all black clothing is? And do you right. know that black people are everywhere, girl? Like that don't make sense. Like you're not narrowing it down at all. So they pulled up to offset in his car and detained everybody in it. And they, of course they found guns because rap niggas. Of course. And um 
Nobody was going to fess up to who the guns were, but he was released later on. It was all smiles and TMZ tacked maybe zero. Somebody told me I should call them tacked maybe zero because they're not always untrue. That's true. They just lack tact. And I feel like that is fair. That's the thing. Like a lot of these gossip bloggers just get it wrong. TMZ mm-hmm. is usually right. They just fucked up in the way they do it. Exactly. So and don't yes. give a fuck. And I don't know why Harvey decided to come forward and say anything to us about Kobe Bryant. Me either. Girl, fuck I don't know right on who off. made that decision other than it was certainly for money. Tuck your head into Had your gooch and roll down a hill. Please leave with us that alone. Bullshit, so bitch. Thank you, girl. So not to uh further down the calendar offset and Cardi B were in Miami as many of y'all niggas were oh, and yes. yeah, I was cutting up. congratulations if you made it back in one piece <laughs> the fact that your mama got out for Super Bowl weekend. peace <laughs> while everybody else was coming in <laughs> good night um so uh, Cardi and Offset were probably booked at 18 goddamn different places all weekend but apparently I think this was Friday Friday morning Thursday night-ish something like that they were at a strip club Partying around 3 a.m. at Booby Trap. At, oh, they were at Booby Trap. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so they're up on stage and, you know, having a good time being ratchet. And somebody decided that it was going to be cute and fun and festive oh, to shake up, I guess, and spray yes. Cardi mm-hmm. and whoever else was on stage with this champagne. I saw that. that. Yes. Now, I saw the clip. She seems to be, you know, just standing very still, obviously perturbed. Next thing you know, her husband (laughs) has leapt forward like fucking Captain Falcon directly into the fucking (laughs) audience and just haymakers. So I think they peeled up on out of there promptly (laughs) after. And I haven't read anything about the police or whatever looking for him. But... I mean, that was one of those situations, be. right? <laughs> that was one of those situations where rap niggas are celebrities getting into, you know, altercations in the street where it's like a lot of the stuff you probably could walk away from. This nigga's defending his wife. Right. Why did you think that it was okay to do some dumb shit like and that? And it was like as soon as he found out who exactly did it, that's he went when after he that left. Nigga, hey, right. He Cardi didn't was just like, jump. no, it's that nigga right there. And then that was that. Yeah. I love how she didn't react. Nothing. She wasn't like going crazy. She was like, you know, my husband is right here. And if your nigga can't do shit else, he should be able to defend you when some nigga is disrespecting that's you in the so club. Yep. I mean, the bare fucking minimum. So just like I wasn't mad when the baby made that little nigga sit down. Absolutely. <laughs> I am not mad offset punch of some nigga behind Cardi because who the fuck do you think Why you would, are? That's just so fucking stupid. Right. And you wouldn't have did that shit to OT Genesis. So like, <laughs> leave Cardi alone. Plus, I mean, Offset's name by definition. Offset. You know. Off the set. Means imbalance. I will go off So like at any set. moment. Offset. Woot, woot, nigga. Don't try me. Um, rap nigga future. <laughs> now why is suing his alleged baby mama for defamation? Jesus God, are you serious? Oh yes. Which one is this? I don't Eliza. Even know. Oh God, Eliza. Eliza. This is the one who I don't really pay attention to a lot of these stories when I see him because it's. Just like Seraphine? futures in an issue with a baby mama, like okay. water still wet. <laughs> so right. most of the time I skim over it, but she's the one who I see in a lot of these recent stories with him feuding with the baby mama. Um, and I feel like at, at one point maybe he was alleging that it wasn't his baby, and et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Didn't he do that with a cup a couple times? Yeah, that's probably like in the 
Illuminigas like guidelines. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a chapter somewhere. Right. Um, so apparently he's suing Eliza for defamation. Eliza allegedly gave birth to Future's seventh child. <laughs> um, and like, let's keep it about. We know that's a nigga's baby. But anyway. I mean, probably. <laughs> um, There's no reason to not think so. Right. So he apparently admits that they had a sexual relationship for two years between 2016 and 2018. But and this is my favorite part. He says he would have never slept with her if he knew that she would air out their private affairs and situations. So then why did you sleep with her if you didn't know her well for enough two years. to know whether or not right, for two years you didn't know this girl well enough to know whether she would air your shit out? And like how would you know if how she ma- didn't sign an NDA? Right. So it's like, how many women are you really fucking then? Because everybody else has these bitches signing NDAs. And I don't know why you don't. That don't make no sense. I just, okay. But. Are you fucking that many different women though? To where you have no idea which one might do what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I read here on Wrap Up oh, that um, Eliza's been having a great time. And I didn't know about a lot of her. Um, partying actions in this nigga's face so apparently she went on a podcast she was uh uh, giving very descript notes on what Mm. his genitals look and feel like really um she also i did hear about this she also um she also claims that he future hired someone to murder her because she wouldn't have an abortion holy shit he claims that is a lie um, I would love to see her proof for that because what the fuck, girl? That's nothing to play about. It, it's really niggas not. have really done that. And so like, do. so like, girl, don't. I really hope you're not lying about that. So he wants, um, he wants damages. He's seeking them <laughs> because it, it is causing him emotional distress. And Lori Harvey is tired of hearing about it. Oh, so, God. um, I mean, God bless everybody involved and this baby that simply just probably want some formula right i mean so if she is lying about him hiring somebody to murder her i understand why he's suing her because that's fucked up yeah that's crazy you can call me a terrible daddy we know that already you could call me a terrible boyfriend (laughs) or or fuck buddy or whatever again public knowledge but you know going from that to some ray caruth shit is a leap that i'm just not finna let you yeah. take on my behalf like yeah, I'm, finna, yeah. I'm not gonna let you do that but on the other hand you suing this girl and what does she really have ultimately mm-hmm. like right exactly not a goddamn the man thing. really don't know anything about it some clear real. heels and that's it and that's fine but like suing her like she really have something to where you gonna get like a payment or you gonna get like damages or whatever i think he's just trying to be like girl i'm gonna fuck with you because you're fucking with me so Mm -hmm. let's do this because i have the platform and the power and the the money and all that stuff right and you know niggas do this a lot whenever the a woman that they had a situation with (laughs) a situation (laughs) is you know Mm -hmm. on social media and her talking about it her story is plump with the information. <laughs> right. And again, I don't know why you don't have these people signing NDAs. They probably just call their attorney and be like, can you just, can you just do something? You're on your seventh kid by now. I don't even now. care what it, it is. It don't make sense. Why aren't you checking IDs, signing NDAs, having somebody make a photocopy of all that shit before y'all even get started? Like, I mean, when... Niggas don't think shit through. The whole Dwayne Reed pharmacy is in your Sprite. <laughs> then what are you 
supposed to do. Okay, you make an excellent You don't have point, a spirit of discernment. You don't have like... You know what? I've only been high off of lean at one time when I came in the studio and it was a disaster. Oh, yes. So, so I don't know how a future is feeling every day, that all day. was hilarious. But I did make some terrible decisions that day, so I understand. Mm. So, you know, best of luck to the baby who yeah. really deserves it. You grown niggas need to get it together. Meanwhile, Sierra and Franklin for my wife and kids are having their third baby soon. I did not call that man that. The internet called him that. You just I, said it to me? Because it is funny, but that's not my joke. <laughs> the internet did that, not me. So. Oh, God. The fact that I can see Franklin growing up to turn into Russell Wilson is killing me right now. <laughs> Jesus, God. So... Sierra posted a photo. Where are they? <laughs> They're in Turks and Caicos. Oh, are they really? Or oh, well, they were. I just thought they were in LA. Um, <laughs> I just thought that picture was in LA. Uh, no, let's tag Turks and Caicos. She's up on this very photographic rocky hill or something mm-hmm. and has a very clear baby bump and it's captions number three. And then Russell posted a similar thing, but it's like the depth of field or whatever here has her blurred out in the background right. so it's kind of funny looking but yeah because his jersey number is three. Oh. so he's probably got like a three necklace or three ring on or something like he that so he's like number three has a three necklace on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's probably that <laughs> Look at you. i was like damn they're not wasting no time huh because like I thought that the the girl that she had was still fairly young. That girl's going to be three in a couple yeah, months. Yeah, she's not that young. So she's not that young at all. Yeah, no, they're waiting a pretty normal amount of time. Yeah, that's a pretty... But, you know, they're getting to it. Yeah, I mean, they I'm not mad at you. Me- Listen, if anybody can afford it, it's Russell and Sierra. That's for damn certain. Listen, so go ahead then. That's probably their part of the island that and he bought. Right, and she's clearly, like, very pregnant, meaning she has kept this secret for a while. Yes, but I read that she performed this weekend somewhere. Oh, okay. Beyonce yeah, I read that she it's doing the billboards. Rolling Stone Super Bowl concert in in Miami. Oh, okay. And I thought to myself, well, you performed know, what the girls do it, but she does look pretty pregnant here. I would want to sit my ass down. But that's the thing. Like when I think about pregnancy and how it shifts your organs and bones and all kinds of other yeah. weird shit, right? Like I don't know how no, understand how every pregnant woman just don't sit down and yell at people because that's what I would want to do. Yeah, she probably just wants to like stay active. It's good for her. It's good for the baby yeah, or whatever. True. So, you know, good good for Sierra. I'm so happy that she has found true happiness and Me real too. love. I'm glad for her. So Jesus. good for y'all and congrats on baby number three. Can't wait to see the Instagram. Um, <sighs> Former rap evangelist Mace posted a very lengthy caption the other day about his former bad boy boss puff puffy love combs yes god puffy love sounds like it could be like a dessert or a painful sexual position Mm -hmm. or a radio show host i'm just saying um (laughs) any of those three so Puff had this very impassioned uh, speech during a Grammys event where he called the Grammys out for disrespecting uh, hip hop and black music and all of that stuff. And I'm sure it moved loads of people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Know who it didn't move? Mason. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even watch it because I was just like, 
you know, niggas that rich tend to make speeches for other niggas who are like close to them in wealth, not for regular niggas. I I was like, you know, I'd rather you say this than lie. So fine. Okay. I guess. All right. Um. Yeah. So Mason Bethel was not impressed, and he a has an Instagram page, which was a surprise to me, and then he posted a photo with Meek Mill in the background. Oh. It's because this is Meek Mill's tweet. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, why the fuck is Meek Mill in the picture? Nigga, it says Meek Mill right there on Look this screenshot you. over it. So Meek Mill apparently tweeted, what's up with all these different race men? Got all these young black kids and slave contracts in the music business. Come get us. Come get with us. You need help fixing your situation. Hashtag DC Rock Nation. Meek Mill. It's literally oh, stealing now. We God. found something we can get rich oh, off of. Oh, God. So Mace posts that on Instagram and then captioned it with the follow. Oh, this is lengthy. Um, he first tags Diddy. Yeah. Oh, I, heard, I saw this. It was incredible. I heard your Grammy speech about how you are now for the artist and a, and about how the artist must take back control. So I will be the first to take that initiative. Also, before we ask of other ethnicities to do us right, we should do us as black people better, especially the creators. I heard you loud and clear when you said that you are now for the artist. And to that, my response is... If you want to see change, you can make a change today by starting with yourself. He still sounds like a preacher. Mm-hmm. Your ba- your past br- business practices knowingly has continued purposely starved your artist and been extremely unfair to the very same artist that you ha- that helped you obtain that icon award on the iconic bad boy label. <laughs> Run on. <laughs> For example, you still got my pub. This is where I should start it because this is where it is mm-hmm. like information. This is the point. For example, you still got my publishing from 24 years ago in which you gave me $20,000, which makes me never want to work with you as any artist wouldn't after, after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with his horrendous business model. However, people would always ask, what's up with me? <laughs> so I would be forced to still perform to not look crazy when I was getting peanuts and the robbery would continue. So many great moments in people's lives and music were lost. But again, I rode with you in the face of death without flinching. Ooh, he's cutting deep. And you still wouldn't in do the right. Face of death? Like, my God. Was I mean, Biggie's that dead. Bad? My God. Oh, I guess so, damn. I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great so I can ensure. I can ensure that I was addressing this from a pure place. <laughs> I'm going to read what it says every time because it's already hard. That's to keep right. God damn it. And not out of spite. To add insult, you keep screaming black excellence and love, but I know love isn't free. <laughs> Go off. He's at home passing a basket around to nobody. <laughs> um, so I offered you two million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishing as his biggest artist alive again shade that always show you respect (laughs) for you giving me an opportunity at 19 years old your response was if i can match what the european guy offer him that would be the only way i can get it back or else i can wait until i'm 50 years old and it will revert back to me from when i was 19 you bought it for about 20k and i offered you 2 million in cash this is not black excellence at all when our own race is enslaving us if it it's about us owning. Mm-hmm. It can be about us owning each other. No more hiding behind love. You changed. Give the artists back their money so they can take care of their families. 
so he got that off his chest. Holy God. Head, shoulders, knees, toes. That's right. He sure did. Mm. And honestly, when I first read it, we all have kind of heard about the way that Puffy Diddy to the young people has done artists over the years. Yeah. So I don't think anybody was surprised by this, but I think if you had told me in 2099, 2001, that this nigga gave Mace twenty thousand dollars to do some songs i would have been like bitch i'll take it show don't give a fuck whatever but grown me now in 2020 is like twenty thousand dollars for all of your publishing like all of your shit all of that for twenty thousand dollars that's a drop in the fucking bucket for somebody like puffy so the fact that this nigga came to him with like an offer of two million and the man was like meet the white man's offer or else it's a no-go it's just like yeah you know, this is what this is why you can only celebrate black capitalism to a certain extent. Oof. Because niggas will go, you know, the Jeff Bezos route when it's like you could also go, you know, just the I'm super rich and I give back to the community and I help out route. But like niggas get greedy at a certain level when it's already like there's no way you ever going to be broke. If it's no way you ever going to have to write out a budget list of like, OK, I'm going to put $60 on my cell phone this week. I'm going to put $60 on groceries. I'm going to put 100 on rent. Like if you don't have to budget your shit like that, then it's no reason for you to be greedy about money. He could have easily given Mace that shit. I saw somebody trying to call Mace out for doing similar things to artists that he created, Harlem World and Who? shit like that. Who did Mace create? Well, Harlem World is Mace's group or was. Oh, okay. um, I thought that was a label. But again, I don't know. I did too. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. But, um. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know anything. I, it's just the thing about what he was mentioning is that, yes, most of us have heard all of these stories about uh, people who have signed to, to Bad Boy and yes, their nightmares have. or whatever. Yes. But it was like the two million offer um, and his alleged response of, well, the Y man is offering me way more than that. So, right. girl, unless you can do that, like that's where it becomes okay. I see what you're talking about and where you're coming from. Because if you just order, offer this nigga some money from songs that came out twenty some odd years ago, and he's like, nah, but the white man is offering me eight. Yeah, that's, it's, that's kind of, yeah. really fucked up, especially when you know, like a significant portion, not all of it, but a significant portion of your career is because of Mace. A lot of it was niggas loving Puffy and Mace together. The height of bad boys. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like when you know you got over on somebody, the least you could do is kick them back something now. And the fact that he's offering to give you two million, which to Diddy, I'm sure is like finding a quarter in the fucking couch. But yeah. he's offering to give you way more than you initially invested. And you're just like, um, no, it's a white man offering me incredibly like way more than that. It just it seems really fucked up to me. Eh, yeah. Sure. Like, I mean, and I know there's more people coming out about how they've been fucked over. I know Khalees said something. I was about literally how from, going. Oh, to her were next. you? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like when one person talks about it, then other people feel empowered to talk about how they have also been fucked over. I think Khalees like, mentioned her shit with the Neptunes first. Um, yeah, I don't know what order it was in, but, but this was yeah. absolutely in a response to that that speech, Rock Nation speech. Yeah, that, that brunch speech. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, Khalees was talking about, um, she was speaking to The Guardian. Um, Mama lives on a farm oh, in yes. like wine country somewhere. I've seen somewhere. it and I love it. I just endlessly stand. She's great. 
But she did this interview and she mentioned how basically she too was young and signed a contract with the Neptunes and they were playing the fuck out of her and essentially, as she claims, <laughs> robbing her ass from the money from her first two albums, um, Wonderland and the first one is Kaleidoscope. Um, both amazing albums. Kalise doesn't really have a bad album to right, me. Right, right. So... Um, yeah, she, the thing I liked about this is that you can tell that she's like sort of over it. She's just talking about yeah. it. Um, and I like how she mentioned, she mentioned like she, I don't remember what show it was, but she was watching a show that Pharrell was on stage and she said he did something he's notorious for, which is like making a nod to someone in the audience, like oh, someone no. famous yeah. or whatever. And she's like, I'm obviously not going to yell at you from the audience. You stole my publishing. So she right. just nods back and that gives everyone this uh, idea that, oh, well, they're cool. Right. Yeah. Even though. Because I definitely would have thought so. When they asked, would she work with uh Pharrell again or something she was like what did she say like there's um there's being young and then there's being stupid Stupid. something like that (laughs) the fact that I knew because like it makes sense she said there's um at that point there's having faith and there's also (laughs) just stupidity because she did mention like her faith and how you know she's rising above and and growing vegetables and cooking her motherfucking ass off and raising her children and so but yeah yeah that was a lot yeah and it's i mean it was very very prevalent and i'm sure there's still loads of sharks out here signing young talent <laughs> to bad contracts and yep. whatnot i know in fact that they are because there's still artists that come out and say it but i think it's probably not as crazy as it was in like the 90s and early 2000s oh, definitely not because the girls were just it's i feel just, like it was just people are more connected at that yeah, point for was. everybody to just be stealing from these artists and like Khalise also mentioned she was making a lot of money from touring so the fact that she just wasn't broke or struggling, mm-hmm. you know, to have money, she wasn't even considering that I uh, am owed more money than this. Right. So, yeah, there are all kinds of practices put in place with people where you'll sign a contract and then next thing you know, it's like, oh, wow, you actually have been like exploiting me or whatever yeah. for this long and crazy time. So something to consider if you are a young creative. It is. And I feel like a lot of this happened because Tyler, the creator thanked Pharrell specifically in his acceptance speech. Oh, he did at the Grammys. Oh yeah. He's like Pharrell's biggest stand because they had started playing the music. Like, please nigga wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, just wanted to thank Pharrell, you know, if it wasn't for P, I wouldn't be where I am right now. That nigga showed me so much love, blah, blah, blah. As the band was like getting louder, like, please get your black ass off stage. <laughs> and so then Kalisa's statement came like the next day or the day after that. So I was like, oh shit. Mm. She probably saw that and was like, I mean, cute for you, but let's talk about what Pharrell really used to be doing. And for, in fairness, she absolutely mentions Chad by name. It is not just a Pharrell <laughs> thing. She says the Neptunes, both of them niggas were stealing from me. Gotcha. So, okay, well, you know. She should have been in the audience hearts, when he girl. nodded and she should have been like, I hate you so much right now! I hate it has happened to so many like I mean Rihanna talked about the same thing she, she threw out all them albums so she could get out that contract and you niggas could officially leave her alone so. you learned the lyrics to the lead single and the next and then day another the next one album was, was out that's right I'm was like we're crank, let's do Rihanna this Rihanna put out an album every seven weeks and I cannot be mad at it I got nothing but time and no that's one why know now right. yeah so you gotta take care of yourself you gotta look out for you first and foremost because these niggas who are quote unquote helping you your quote unquote big brother they are looking out for themselves too um 
What else do we got here? Oh. <laughs> so now there's this rumor that Megan Thee Stallion and G Easy are oh good good hip hop's new couple. You know, I didn't know what that was. A G Easy. That's you know, Andy I had Schultz to look it up. I was gonna say, isn't that the same nigga that performed after Britney Spears when Britney Spears had to perform after Beyonce? Schultz, yeah. Yes. Still haven't really figured out who that is, but I saw this video. He's um, I was literally about to say back back backing it up. That is not the right song. That is partisan. Fontaine. That is partisan fun. He's the other Cardi B song. Cardi B gave him a hit record. What is it called? What? Cardi B gave him a hit record where he said stirring up the pot jambalaya, and I wanted to pluck out. Oh, I'm looking both it of up. my eyes and stomp on them. I know what it is, but you have to guess. It is um. And ASAP Rocky is on it. It's also an iconic black rap group. Sect. What? Yes. The name of the song is also the name Ugh. of a Southern black rap collective, a label, if you will. A label that was, whose head was interviewed on Solange's A Seat at the Table. Is it not backing it up? No. I'm still thinking of the partisan song. Okay, the, the music isn't helping. Yeah, it's not at, at all. all. I really no can't limit, remember. Nigga. Oh, that's what the fuck the song <laughs> is called. Why is it called? Do they ever say that in the song? Oh, I don't know. I've never heard the song, but it's you've easy. never heard that song. No, no limit featuring ASAP Rocky and Cardi B. So I find it hard to believe. Heard it. Uh, okay, well, well, okay. I mean, I could play it right quick and see if I recognize. No, it's fine. Okay, so they were on Instagram. Very cuddly during this Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Jeez, he's from Oakland. Okay. He's 30. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> does it? It yes. doesn't explain much for me. Oh, it does for me. I mean. Why he was sucking this black girl's face on Instagram. <laughs> literally. I was like, this actually isn't sexy. And, and this is not at her all sexy. <laughs> thick thighs are wrapped around him and they're all cuddled up. Yeah. He was leaving hearts under her pictures and. All that shit. All kinds of... Oh, no, he posted a, a picture of her. He posted this video on his stories. Which means she let him. <laughs> All right. So right. they were having a great weekend, and Lord knows where the rest of that is going. Um, apparently, Jeezy uh, has, has or had very recently a girlfriend, some model. Oh, no. Somebody who didn't find out find out that she was single till this video came out. She reacted to Megan and her Tina Snow Bunny by posting a video <laughs> on her story with um that Thought Box song playing in the, the background, the remix, the far superior. Is that Roddy Rich? No, it's a bunch of Oh god. It's a bunch of rap oh, women with all the dykes. And that yes. are they all dykes? Well, no. Just, Sorry. There's Young M.A. Yeah, I saw Young M.A. and Dreezy and I just let it go from there. But okay. it is not the song by Dykes. Sorry about that. Um <laughs> But basically she alluded to him having thought cock, which is I guess part of I the lyric saw that. of that record. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> So another nigga you rap better than. You know what, Megan? I am in full support of you until I can't no more. And this isn't the can't. I'm, yeah. you know, Go if you're happy, boy. Yeah. then I am happy. And um, good for you, madam. Doja Cat got some random white boy, too. <laughs> but. Who looks like. Ain't. 
I don't even think he's famous. Or if he is, I don't know who he is. He might be LA famous, but I don't. Yeah, who is Johnny Utah? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, and, I could take Doja Cat or leave. <laughs> you know, I liked the. So I guess there's a new Harley Quinn movie coming out. And I they hate had that a song. You, oh, did you really? All of yes. the verses? Like, I know that you're a Nicki Minaj stand, but goddamn, girl. Like, oh, I was about to say, you know who is. Damn. But yes, Doja is definitely doing Nicki 100%. But I thought the song was cute enough, and I have liked the Doja songs. That I've seen. No, I like just, a lot of her songs. Yeah, I just don't really know how to feel about her overall. Exactly. So I kind of just stay out of it, just like I stay out of the City Girls, because I'm like, oh, I don't really know about you. But see, and I have even through that a closer connection to them just by them being damn near every girl I grew up or went to school well, with. Well, yeah, you would because those are your cousins, those right. are your neighbors, those They're are your Trina's classmates. children. Like, right, I feel exactly. like. <laughs> Those are literally your cousins. I get that a little <laughs> bit more. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But she got some white bread ass boyfriend too. So I'm sure niggas are if fully you, sick you about it. But happy and safe, then cool. You know, oh well, niggas is out here with white girls and non-black girls every damn day. So I really don't care if Meg is fucking some white boy. Especially because she likely won't be. Well, never mind. Let me not say that. Won't be with him for long? Well, that too. But I was just say, like the number of... Um, black women who date non-black men and then absolutely piss and shit all over mm-hmm. black men in terms of how they yes. speak about them right? in comparison. But women do that shit too. Like, they do. Not think, nearly as often, but they absolutely do it as well. I was going to say that exact same thing. Like, I think if you looked at the numbers overall, black women who date white men do it way less often than black men who date white women. <laughs> But they definitely both still do it. Not until I found my white king did I decide that I was worthy of love. When it's like, girl, don't do that. You found a white boy who works for you. Great, sis. Super. I am literally not mad at it. But don't act like a black man could not have given you that because he's black. Like you only found love because he's white. Because that is trash. Also look at some of the choices that you make. I mean... I wasn't even going to do that, but yes. Some of, <laughs> some of us be dating the same nigga over and over and over again and then make a sweeping generalization. <sighs> and the same goes for men, so. <coughs> I can't handle this. But anyway, out I of that teapot. I cannot handle this. Um, you are killing me. So, Terry Crews and his date-faced ass decided to issue... The wackest faux apology. I think that's what they're called. I think it's like yeah. an actual word now. Somebody tagged me and said they thought that he did that because he listened to the read. Girl, I please. highly doubt so it. So do I. But if you did, I'm glad you heard it. I'm glad you heard it. I'm glad somebody played it for you. But it was more likely the thousands upon thousands of black women who hit you up on various social media platforms, if not millions, and told you how fucking wrong you were. Yeah. It's more likely to be that. Or a manager, a publicist, someone who's like, now when we said to like calm down and tread lightly, this, this wasn't, wasn't it. it. Going after Gabrielle Union, who did nothing but support you, was foolish Literally on every level. Nothing. But then also the apology was very bad. Right. But white people were happy with it, and I guess ultimately that's all that matters. <laughs> of course. What the fuck? <laughs> Who gives a shit how they felt right. about it? I mean, but I'm saying, yeah. probably Terry. Mm-hmm. So, That's a win, I'm sure, so, for him. Right. And, and I'm sure he Red feels Bull better. Rebecca. <laughs> 
Um, I thought it was Rebecca who was like, God damn it. First of all, nigga, like, you know, <laughs> she went, so you don't care about our daughters? You don't give nigga, a fuck about their opinion, nigga? I really? didn't tell you to say a goddamn thing about this shit, nigga. And twice your ass hit the streets with my name in your mouth like I'm stupid. You will fix it and you will do it now. Rebecca was like, God damn it. Black girls are already guessing whether or not I'm black. And now you go have these bitches out here dragging me because you want to say something the fuck stupid? He went on Twitter and said, I told Kevin Hart a while ago. Huh? Already, why are we Kevin here? Hart. And tagged him. <laughs> I know Kevin was like, my nigga, I'm recovering from like neck surgery. I've been cheating on all my wives. How dare you? Like, can you leave me alone? Oh, God. I told Kevin Hart a while ago he needed to acknowledge the pain of other people. Right now, I have to do the same thing. I want to apologize for the comments I made. That's not an apology. I realize there are a lot of black women hurt and let down by what I said and also by what I didn't say. I hear you. I respect you and understand you. I am sorry and I am here to support you. That's closer. I spoke from my own personal point of view without first taking into consideration someone else's experience. Now, here's where I call bullshit. Right. You didn't, it wasn't that you didn't take into consideration someone else's experience. You literally spoke in, in like, you spoke like, in, in, at, like contesting someone else's yes. experience. You know what I mean? Like you could have, like not taking into their, con their experience would have just been like, it was like, I have a blast at. Mm -hmm. uh, America's Got Talent you know what I'm saying and I haven't experienced those those things you went on to then say it's the most diverse place in the world girl and they have Korean barbecue on Thursdays <laughs> they have a, a, a soul food Friday yes, every second uh, month mm -hmm. so every Supper second P month Saturdays for those of you who work the weekends right kind of shit sometimes we have baklava I just feel like you know, what is she talking about? Right. She didn't issue a statement, Niggas. so why should I say... Like, it wasn't that you didn't take her experience into consideration. You basically spit directly yes, into exactly. the face of her experience. Exactly. So this, again, <coughs> no cigar, sir. And I saw Dwight... I almost said Dwayne. I forgot we're past that. Yeah, we're letting it go because we're on his side now. He's a good dad. It's hard not to. He's a good dad. Dwayne uh, tweeted, somebody please take Terry Crews phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to like that. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah, that was. Because what I me. really loved about it was that Terry had said in his original rant that he wasn't going to protect nobody else. He would let their boyfriends and husbands protect You doubled them, down on the so backlash ugly. for a while first. Like, so a black woman has to have a husband or a boyfriend in order to be worthy of protection? You can't just do that as our fucking brother you can't just do that just because the community would be better just off. leave it up to some other you know? nigga it was like that was already fucked up enough but then i love that gabrielle didn't say shit did yeah. not react at all her husband since you want to bring the husbands into it right got on twitter and directly added joe ass and was like please sit the fuck down because what is this bullshit please girl log off down. girl go find something else to do i know rebecca is displeased maybe <laughs> go do something with rebecca because i know she cannot be happy with this bullshit but leave my wife alone because this ain't it either he could have stopped actually before that one point and i would have been like this is not half bad right but you know whatever he's not, i i still love brooklyn 99 i love the brooklyn character. 99 ain't do nothing to nobody but i'm just saying like i love the character of terry and he don't write that character <sighs> i mean i can't speak no i don't, I don't think he does, does. But, I'm, but like i'm pretty sure he doesn't it's just that i feel like terry cruz is one of the ones who had me fooled like, mm. it wasn't just 
all the roles he's played. It's the fact that he seemed to actually kind of be something like that same person in real life. Uh Obviously not the exact same. He doesn't eat yogurt all day and babysit his twins. But like, I just kind of had the feeling based off his social media presence. And especially after the me too shit. Yeah. That Terry Crews was more like the characters he has played. And he was enveloped in support from people 100%. like Gabrielle Union and fully and like from embraced Gabrielle it. Union. Yes. So it's just like, so of course one would think, Oh, right. I just feel so blindsided. Like, God damn, if you can't trust Terry Crews, who the fuck can you trust? I like mean, what is going on out here? But again, I don't know these niggas. Human. Right. Human. And human. So, but I loved that. <laughs> Mr. Wade stepped in and was like, please log off. We don't have time for it. And you know, Kavi is great. Mama was uh, in the streets Listen, Gabby's new New York and company shit is coming out. I mean, I just continue to stand. <laughs> oh, my God. Gabby posted some video of Kavya where she was just, like, on a rampage. Just going through the house being like, this is mine. That can go. Yeah. This is also mine. Like, that baby is She looks is like just... so much fun. I saw a video. I don't know where they were. Probably a Super Bowl party or something. Like, a day party. And she was behind the DJ booth, like... And they put like a little, she was obviously as children will messing with all the little right, switches and knobs and stuff. And then they put the headphones on her and she was like, she seemed like fully invested. Yes. At it time. And then the DJ gave her the microphone and oh, she held God. it and was like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like her, I'm here to do the girl. music. I'm not here to talk. <laughs> right. I'm not one of those DJs. Like I, I literally was just spin records. Doing Please my mixing. my craft. You can actually take this from this me. This is I'm, what I do. Nobody's hype. I'm not, a, okay? This is not, I'm not Flava Flav. <laughs> she, I, you DJ. have to see her face. She literally was having a great time. He gave the mic and this. she was like, <laughs> take this. Like, <laughs> get this away from me. Because I don't have time like, for that. What did you expect me to do Leave with this? Leave me alone. Well, that's about it for Hot Tops this week. We're going to take a break and then we'll come back with your letters. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important. 
And I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so it's time now for... The listener letters. It sure is. Send your questions to asktherita gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We got a uh, response from a social worker who does long-term care. His name is Scooter. And he wrote back about the woman who is taking care of her mother who's a drug addict. And oh, like, yeah. ooh, I don't know about this. And I might get in trouble because I've been, you know, giving myself pedicures with her money or whatever. Right. So he said, while some of her purchases are morally questionable... There is a precedent for those having to assume responsibility for a parent or developmentally de- delayed loved one receiving compensation and reimbursement. In my state, someone who is a legal guardian assumes responsibility for a person medically and in a limited financial capacity and are able to receive $60 a month for the guardianship and reimbursement for their out-of-pocket. Given her mother's history, I doubt anyone would look askance at errant purchases, I, and I doubt she is in jeopardy of being charged with elder abuse. Much love, Scooter. So thank you, Scooter, for that, because I do not work in social work or right. anything of the same. And I was just like, oh, shit, girl, I understand why you spooked. Cause. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense also because i know like with medicare or medicaid or whatever you can like select a loved one to be your caregiver and they get paid or something like that so it makes sense that you would be entitled to something but also i feel like the greater message of you don't have to do this if you don't want to is still like super super um relevant so thank you for that we also had a question about the circle on netflix have you watched it i have seen the first episode. Okay, so then we won't get into it. Right. I already know who I stand for. And you already know who I stand for. <laughs> <laughs> the Circle is an incredible show, if you ask me. It, it like, kind of turns reality TV on its head. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it, like, from a psychological point of view. Yeah, yeah. And so, so it's so incredibly interesting. It is very I interesting. I really love the show. I tweeted about wanting to be on it. And, Michelle, I just want you to know I was dead ass serious about that. So, like, when y'all casting, let me know. I will clear my fucking schedule. Because I love the show that much. But we won't get into spoilers and all that until yeah. you've watched it. Okay. Okay. And then also The Good Place. Did you watch the series finale? I did not watch the series oh finale. Oh, my yet. God. I'm behind. I tried to catch up this weekend. <sighs> okay. I had to turn in. I mean, some you work, had your mama, right? You was working was and your there. mama came. So that's fine. That's um, fine. And Link has been acting an absolute nut because <laughs> I bet she was just like, oh, company. And she like, <laughs> it's people in my house. Right. And she usually will like sleep in the bedroom with me when right. I go to bed. So like, um, now that my mom is in there, she was kind of like, at first, she was kind of like, where do uh, I? Where do I go? Sleep? Do right. I sleep in this room or <laughs> this do I go there? And she, came, <laughs> my mom was busy. Like came in a room with me for a second or whatever, and she was like, "I'ma go." <laughs> Tipped her ass out of the room and spent the night right. in, my, in the other room with my mom. I was like, Judas. <laughs> 
<laughs> she was like, mm, so. And my mom's never been like a crazy dog person, especially dog, like small dogs. Yeah. So the fact that they're both like super into each other is a joke Right. The fact me. that Link was like, uh, it's cute out here with you, I guess, but right. gonna go hang out with your mom. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, I will say, I feel like the Good Place finale was the best finale I've ever seen for any TV show ever. Really? I was thoroughly impressed. And I honestly feel like The Good Place is my favorite TV series of all time. Really? I do. I feel that way. Because I always had an idea that the afterlife worked like this. And it wasn't the yeah. way I've heard. As Like, for the past probably 10, 8 to 10 years, I've thought, it's probably not exactly like we've been told as Christians. Oh, I'm sure it's nothing like that. <laughs> but I grew up with the idea that if you messed up, you were going to burn in hell for all eternity. Right. And I just don't feel that way anymore. I feel like it's something a lot more fair that takes in, into consideration what you did on Earth and where you came from and what trauma happened to you and all exactly. this kind of stuff. Like, I've always considered hell to be more of a place... Less of a place of fire and brimstone and all of those things unless that's just hell for you. Yeah. Hell to me is like... Coming back to Earth? <laughs> like eternity and just <laughs> yes. miserable, miserable, miserable situations yes. that are individual to you. Especially because... I mean, whatever. We can talk about I mean, yeah. Hell for me is ever. repeating the same mistakes over and over and never learning from it. Yeah. So... Anyway, I just felt like the show is incredible, and I felt like they it's wrapped really it up. Phenomenal. I felt like they wrapped it up literally perfectly, my nigga. I'm excited to see how. I also finished BoJack, but I'm not sure how I feel about the ending. I'm gonna watch the last couple episodes again because I was kind of distracted. I've never gotten into BoJack Horseman. Oh my god! I've been instructed to watch it a million times, and I don't not want to watch it. It's just that like. <laughs> I'm behind on like literally every oh, show yeah, that I makes watch sense. and have been so focused on all of these other things yeah. that I'm doing. So it's just like, I remembered actually like a week ago, fuck the good place series is like the mm -hmm. series finale, the finale is going to be like yep. next week. And so I was trying to catch up on, on it. And so I'm like maybe halfway through this final season yeah. and it's just, it has never stopped impressing me in yes. terms of what they do like the yes. the way that they basically visualize the afterlife and and even like life life yep and also then how there are so like there are like no bounds to what they will do yep. like because almost anything is impossible or anything is possible in this world yeah they can say crazy jokes of like about how people in hell have mouth fleas or like <laughs> this penis crazy flatteners. Oh, penis flatteners <laughs> and I was the one who in, who would inflate them again so they could be flattened. Yes, Ted like Danson is a fire squid. Right. And they will visually, they will actually <laughs> yes. use effects and things to they visualize a lot great. of this craziness. And it's so much fun. So yeah. And also, yeah. what is his name? Is his name Manny? Oh yeah. Who plays uh, Jason? Manny Jacinto. He's so fine. So so fucking fine. fine. I saw a clip of him in something else that he did where he has like a mustache. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all got very warm. <laughs> Manny is very fine. He is. So the they have the finale, which like I said, I truly love and has submitted this done. show as my yeah. absolute all-time favorite. That is really impressive. It is because there's a lot of shows I love, yeah. but The Good Place I feel is as flawless as a TV show can be. It's really up there for me. Like I used to compare it to Community a lot and the mm -hmm. fact that Community was also a show that had very little bounds and would do a lot of really crazy shit. That makes sense. But 
I don't know which one. If if I mean, one is further than the next, it's by a notch. Right. I get that. The Good Place just combines so many things that I care so much about. Yeah. Whereas community, it was harder for me to get into. Yeah. But so watch it definitely because they have like an extended episode, first mm-hmm. of all, thankfully. Thank God. And then they have like a short 10, 15 minute interview with the whole cast and Seth Meyers, Seth Rogen. Oh yeah, I saw like, um, I saw them do a a talk show like thing together and everybody was emotional. I didn't watch it. I just saw like the, the, I saw the video on YouTube Yeah, and it was like titled emotional cast talk about da 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 da. And I was like, oh, I want to watch this right now, but I haven't seen the finale. (laughs) Yeah. So. Well, there's no real spoilers. I mean, kind of, but not really. I'll be done with it probably. But yeah, also. Like Wednesday. Like that 10 minutes is packaged into the show. So it will be there oh, at the end. Okay. It is a, like if you watch it on Hulu, you will see that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh I just was blown away. I love it, but we'll wait for you to see it and then we'll talk it's about really, it. It's a really, really good show. Oh. They all do so well. And I I'm gonna look up so maybe your face doesn't give me a reaction. That might be a spoiler. Okay. But I want a Janet spinoff. And honestly, it doesn't even need to be a spoiler because regardless of what happens with Janet or doesn't happen with Janet, we could do a prequel. So there, that's it. And so now let's move on <laughs> to right. the next part. Yes. So our first question this week comes from Kendra, who says, I'm going to get straight to the point. My ex-husband and I are both fine-ass black dogs. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. Bitch. <laughs> she didn't say the bitch. I just included it for a Right. Fact. I mean, that's how it felt. We've been married for two years, together for eight. Our careers are great. And we've been trying for our first baby. We're both 33. Okay. We had the careers, the house, the cars, and no student loan debt. Life Married was to medicine. damn near perfect. And if we weren't fucking, if we weren't working, we were fucking. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sounds perfect. I mean, I haven't heard anything bad yet. I say all this to say that life was as perfect as humanly possible until something happened. Right. I am an OBGYN who works at a private clinic, but one night a close friend of mine asked me to cover his patients while he went on his anniversary day with his husband. My husband said he was at work, so I had no need to let him know that I was called in to deliver a baby. Okay. Imagine my surprise when I walk in to meet my patient and my husband is in the room kissing her forehead. (gasps) I do believe I died on the inside, but I maintain professionalism. (gasps) And I delivered a beautiful baby girl who looks everything like I imagined my daughter would look, which is a spitting image of her daddy. Throughout the six hours it took to deliver this baby, I acted as if my husband was a complete stranger. Okay, Tyler, you didn't have to write this to try and prove a point. <laughs> like, you clearly felt away and you wrote this in because you're trying to prove that you can, okay. This sounds incredible to me. Like, I don't know how you could just sit there and act like your husband is not. There wasn't a scalpel in what? reach. <laughs> this is what the email says. <laughs> I acted as if my husband was a complete stranger, and as soon as I could, I left and went to my sister's house where I've been for the past month. I filed for a divorce, and I blocked all communication from this nigga. Now here is the motherfucking bitch-ass fuck-my-life kicker. That's not it? It isn't. I just found out that I'm five weeks pregnant, and I do not want to keep it. My family and friends are against my decision. But I have no interest in being a single mother or spending the next 18 years co-parenting with that man. And I will never take him back. This may sound selfish, but I am too angry slash miserable to bring a person into this world. I honestly have no love left in me. I am broken and empty inside, but not really because there is a fetus in me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a therapist who I used for premarital therapy and I am booked to start seeing her again next week, the day before my scheduled abortion. What do you guys think? Am I being irrational here? Any advice from some impartial people would be great. Thanks, Kendra. 
Are you being, are you fucking serious, Kendra? So Kendra sent this like as soon as we left the studio last week. So at this point, I think she's probably had her abortion and or seen the therapist. Mm-hmm. But if this is a real letter and not just something somebody randomly right. made up, because it sounds a little incredible. I'm just, I'm really, okay, because did the nigga just be like, oh, hey, woman, I don't know. Like, did he not freak the fuck out? Like, did nothing happen? Like, literally, neither one of y'all said nothing and you just delivered this baby like it was nothing? And... The woman who you pulled a human being out of doesn't know that that nigga's daddy is your husband. Right. So it sounds very crazy to me. But also we have read very crazy letters and then saw people in person at shows and they were like, oh, that was me. We're like, what? That was your real life? Yeah. I just. And you know what? I be in the house. (laughs) So sometimes it's just like hard for me to believe that stuff happens. Right. So I'm going to assume you're telling the truth and just say, I don't blame you for wanting to have an abortion. I'm pro-choice. So I mean. And if honestly, I can say all the things in the world about how you make more than enough money and you can support and love a baby or whatever. But you said you feel like you don't have no love left inside of you and you feel broken and empty and all that. And that's not fair to a brand new human being. It's just not. (laughs) It's not. Because having to deal with that, even if it's just for the first few years of the kid's life can make an everlasting impression on them. And it's not fair that this fuck nigga placed y'all in a situation where now you'd have to contest with that. So while anybody could be like, nah, she should have that baby, da 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 I can respect everybody's opinion on it because it is a complicated subject. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I said, I'm pro-choice and it's your body and your mind. And I feel like you are well within your right, especially within these ridiculous... Ridiculous circumstances. (laughs) Zane-like circumstances. These Eric Jerome dicky ass out of circumstances six black chicks meets the shade room ass bullshit this with a little most, bit of the neighborhood <laughs> like talk. this is some you know morning radio show crazy t- letter coming through or whatever type of shit so if your husband really put you through all that then i don't think it's a soul in this world who couldn't understand why you'll never take him back and you for damn sure don't want to then give birth to his child like i don't think there's anybody who couldn't reasonably understand why you feel that way right so i don't think you should carry any guilt about it i'm so glad that you are going to therapy and you know if you know that cheating is a deal breaker for you and you willing to give up everything that you had because fuck that nigga the nerve of this nigga you know Woo. you know your wife is an obgyn you know she is. Yeah, it, like it just goes to show like these niggas don't care and can have whole ass medical degrees and be dumb as fuck. <laughs> it just don't make no sense. <laughs> I mean, we've said before, like you can be educated and still be stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's what's his name? The HUD secretary, Brian, Ben Carson. Oh, yeah. That's a prime example. Prime, Literal brain surgeon. And that is one of the dumbass. stupidest motherfuckers. <laughs> I have ever heard of. all ignorant dumb shit at the exact same time. Wow, girl. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've got your pieces set up. You've got therapy. um, And, you know, again, I feel like it's your decision Mm -hmm. when you decide that you do. Um, Yeah. But wow. I mean, we have always maintained that we can't tell you what to do with your body. Just like we can't really tell you to break up with a nigga. We're just suggesting it because it seems like a good idea. Right. Whatever you decide to do with your body is up to you. But if you're saying things like, I feel like I have no love left inside of me and you're pregnant, then 
Woo! Again, not telling you what to do, but girl, a baby don't deserve that. And isn't pregnancy enough and emotional? And one, I mean, especially like y'all have been. I don't know if she said they've been trying for a baby, but like, well, she did. See, and you're both 33, and you yeah. had this perfect life, and all that. Like, you have a lot to grieve right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, adding a baby who might come out looking exactly like his or her damn daddy. You it just might will. be listen you know they will because you just saw this one that you delivered yep. so you like I I fully understand you taking care of yourself and so I will tell you to do what is best for you and not worry about what anybody else has to say about it in the meantime this part is for your sister now what time are we riding out because <laughs> you need to have somebody gas up the F-150 that's right and punch it down the pavement that is and don't stop until you in that nigga's driveway. Woo, shit. That is so real. Like, for all your cousins, <laughs> girl, when do we ride? Because this I nigga is wild. Simply have to beat your ass. Like, I just don't even know what else to do here. How dare you? I don't have a choice. Uh, again, you have the kind of patience and calm that I could never pray to possess. If you really sat here and delivered this man's baby. Like it wasn't nothing. Cause My word. Could not ever do it. Um, but best of luck to you with whatever you decide to do. Again, Tweeting. very happy. Woo. This letter. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I like doing it sometimes. <laughs> okay. Next question comes from <clears throat> Jasmine. Damn, who said you can use my last name too? I don't care. Which means she's set up. <laughs> like, they be the most tired ass motherfuckers. Here's my social security number. Right. My blood type is O. My zip code right here. All right. So Jasmine says, my baby daddy and I have been together for about four years and we have a two-year-old daughter. This is my only child and his third. When we had our daughter, we agreed to alternative years to be able to claim her on our taxes. And this year is supposed to be his year, but I have reneged on our agreement. Needless to say, he is pissed. So pissed that he says he's moving out and will stop helping me pay for daycare. Before I tell y'all I'm not, before y'all tell me I'm not shit, hear me out. I've made more money than him for as long as we've been together. When we had our daughter, I was out on maternity leave for five months. And when I returned, he stayed home with her three days out of the week. Mm -hmm. He had a schedule that worked out perfectly. And we were actually splitting everything, time and money down the middle. So it made sense. His job rotated schedules every few months. And while that was a challenge, it was something we could always plan for and work out. Mm. Fast forward to June 2019, when our daughter was about 18 months, he told me he got a job as an interstate truck driver and that he was leaving for training in July. I never even knew applications went out. And all of a sudden, I had to to get adjusted to life as a single parent. I would also like to add that he put in his two-week notice immediately when we definitely could have used that income during this transition. (laughs) real we see him about once a month and he still has yet to be in a comfortable financial space he contributes more to the $800 a month daycare ticket and buys diapers whenever I ask but that's really all he's been held responsible for on a consistent basis I pay for all the things that come up outside of that and not to mention I do not have a partner here to help me I mean enough said I have to buy the fucking groceries with a toddler in the car begging for fruit snacks and goldfish because they want them and they're not <laughs> because she wants them at that exact moment that lit bitch. even though there's a variety of these items at the house <laughs> you're gonna give them to me now you're, you're not and gonna give them to me now will throw a you're gonna give them to me fit. right now <laughs> Bitch, we're not leaving this aisle without the goddamn fruit snacks or I will embarrass you. When I was younger, want to. 
when I was younger and I would see parents like with their kid out in public somewhere and they're bawling and wilding out over something small and they just give it to them. Yeah. I'd be like, why would you give it? Like, no, they need to learn how to like behave. Girl, and because sometimes no. you've had a long right. goddamn day. And like me now <laughs> yes. in the public's like, I'll give it to them. Like, I can, like whatever you it is. opening that? I got you. Like it is. No, Dustin, Dustin can see, like, do you know what I'm about to say? I think I do. Anytime that we would be out somewhere in public, like, yeah. honestly, and there's a baby crying, <laughs> Dustin would, like, he would yell, like, Woo, give him what she wants. <laughs> Damn, show <sure> do. <laughs> And I get it. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Oh my God. That's so real. Because like, girl, a two year old do not want to hear it. We they got it care. at the house. Give it to me. If we don't have it, if we have it at the house, why don't we have it right I now? <laughs> demand the iPad. I say all this to say that the time and effort is just as, if not more important than the 300 or so dollars that I get from him on a monthly basis. I proposed to him that I file with our child again this year and break him off some of my refund and he lost it. He went off on me telling me I'm selfish and all I care about is money. He says he's moving out and will not help me pay the rent. Although I know I'm within my rights to claim her, I don't want this to be the thing that causes our relationship to fail. But then again, I'm like, if this is the way he reacts, should I just send him on his way? The damage might already be done, but what do y'all think I should do? Should I go ahead and let him claim her since that's what we agreed to? Or should I stand firm in my decision to claim her since so much of everything falls on me? Please help Jasmine IDC if you use my real name. <laughs> I mean, I'll go off. I don't know. I feel like either one is fair here. I know which one I would do, um, which is claim a child. But I feel like if you <laughs> if you go try and compromise with this nigga for whatever ass reason, um, and go ahead and let her claim, let him claim her, I would be firm in like you need to understand. All and understand and respect all of what I'm doing, right. all of the shit that is on my shoulders, and something needs to be done moving forward. Exactly. The fact that he seems to not understand that him being gone all the time driving a truck means that you have to have sole physical custody of this baby. You by yourself with a two year old day in and day goddamn out. Like it's not just about the money. And yeah, you kick in more than you used to for daycare, which is great. But like Taking care of a toddler is, <laughs> you have to be on your job the whole time that little nigga is awake. So. <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it. It's just so much work. And and the cost of another person being there to help shoulder that responsibility. Yeah. It is like, you just really can't even put a price on it. So, again, like. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily. Well, it's hard because. I feel like the fact that he reacted like this yes. means that you should just be like, oh, fuck it, move yeah. it out then because you're an asshole. Like, yeah. How do you not understand that you gone all the time <laughs> yes. and now all of a sudden I have to take care of this baby by myself? Yeah. He is a dickhead, but also I just saw some hypothetical. thank y'all for teaching me that word, Wow. on Twitter a couple of days ago where it was like, some nigga was giving his baby mama $450 a month and then she put him on child support and all of a sudden she was getting 183 I saw something about this. So I guess most of his money was drug money or he had other kids <laughs> or she made more than him. It's a million different things that could have happened. Right. So I don't want you to put him on child support and then all of a sudden get less. But if he's a truck driver, you probably won't. 
Like, does a nigga sell drugs? It's something you need to ask yourself. Does he have multiple kids? Because that will also count. Like, you should Google how child support is calculated in your state in case he really does leave. Because the fact that he's like, oh, well, I'm going to move out then since you're going to claim my child is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like, don't y'all share a household? That's Didn't what this I'm money saying. go to the household? Right. Wouldn't it go to the baby and diapers and just making sure the home was good for everybody? Like, like I'm not going to the fucking all-star yes, game. it's almost like he was going to take the refund check and blow it on hoes on right, the road that's or what, something. Like, that's what, what I, I was fuck? lost. Oh, niggas. <laughs> but I also understand not wanting to like piss him off enough to where he moves out. It's a shitty position for you girls to be in. Yeah. But I'm not going to break up with him this one. I just, I feel like either way, it's, it, I think it's fair, whatever your decision yes, is. Same. But he has to respect where you're coming from. It can't just be exactly. like, he has to. The fact that he's like mad at you and threatening to move out and being like, oh, I'm not going to help you with the rent or whatever. Like, you know, so are you going to take the baby then? I bet you're not offering to do that while you're threatening to do every goddamn thing exactly. else. I bet you're not threatening to take this child right. and put me on child support. You know why? Because niggas know that taking care of a baby is a real ass responsibility. <laughs> It takes real ass work. And if he can't respect that, then he might as well just move out. Right. So that's why I'm like, sis, do whatever you feel like you need to do, yeah. but don't be scared of this nigga regardless. Exactly. Because Cause like you just said, that the tone of that, uh, well, I'm going to do this because you're, you know. Because you're not getting like, $1,800 in an earned income tax credit? You finna act like this? Really? For this baby that I'm taking care of 85% of the time? Like, and you should understand because you used to have to physically care for her too. But it's like, you feel like I should just, ha- like, I shouldn't even like that should mean nothing my whole day and night every goddamn day and night is devoted to raising a child while you out here driving trucks and eating at burger king and I sleeping in in hotels confusion <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me but yes yeah, sis, do what feels good to you but don't feel guilty about it either way because that is some goddamn <laughs> bullshit i just don't even know yeah. y'all's boyfriends okay all right our last question mm. Ooh, 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 God. It's just, it's like four different, four incredibly different experiences. And I just mm. don't know which one to choose. Whichever's the messiest. Well, mm. okay. Okay, I believe I've done it. Okay. This one comes from a white woman. Her name is, oh, she said make up a name. Marsha. Marsha says, my husband and I are both white and in our 30s. And after trying for over a year to have kids, even with the help of fertility drugs, it is just not happening. We both decided that rather than pursue IVF, we'd rather adopt and give a kid here in America a loving home. Okay. It's been a lengthy process, but a birth mother has recently selected us. And later this spring, we will be bringing home our new baby who, as I'm sure y'all have probably guessed by now, is black. We did not guess that, but okay. I promise you I didn't. We are absolutely over the moon that we will have a baby and we want to make sure that and we want to make sure we do everything we can to honor and celebrate our baby's black culture. We are fortunate in that all my family and husband's family are white folks with sense, meaning that they are not Republicans and did not vote for Trump, as well as our circle of friends. I mean, well, we also fortunately <laughs> live in a diverse and fairly progressive large city. I feel the exact same way. I know what you're going to say. But as quote unquote woke as we might be, I'd love some tips or advice on what we can be doing now. And as we raise our baby to make sure we are honoring their black culture and never appropriating it ourselves. <laughs> 
and any other thoughts y'all might have. I have already scheduled a class that a local salon does for single dads and parents of biracial or black kids on how to do hair. Because I already know I don't know none of that. And YouTube will only take me so far. (laughs) Thanks so much. And I love this show. Been listening from the beginning. Marsha. I mean... I'm not going to sit up here and give you parenting tips because I, we don't I, know that. I don't I can give you do black that. tips, but right. not like being a mom. I mean, I feel like the first thing that popped into my head when you were reading it was listen to black people, you know, like, yes, because I feel like so many white people, even well-intentioned ones miss the mark because you just aren't listening. Right. You kind of understand maybe certain triggers or certain things and like we still get aggravated by white people who try too hard. Yeah. Like you don't have to to do all of that. Yes. If you're about to be like um <laughs> like Chris's teacher and everybody hates Chris where she was like wildly <laughs> oh racist. Oh my god, that woman was a mess. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> Um, oh, she was so racist. Even when she was being kind, she always ended it with some racist bullshit. Um, I think, you know, there are people like the Black accents that we just mentioned today. You know, like maybe making sure to have dolls and and uh, mm, books. That's a good idea. Puzzles and things that are reflective of the child that you have. Um, I think that's probably a good start. The mm-hmm. hair thing is definitely a great I'm check. Glad you signed up for that. Me as well. Yes. And I think other than that, just love this fucking kid and and teach the child right from wrong and how to be a tolerant human being and let the rest of it work itself out. Right. You know, because I don't think that you're. I don't. And I'm going again based off of assumption. What I do love is that we have responses from letters like we did this week from people who have a better perspective mm-hmm. and can say things. Yeah. But like. I feel like a lot of the specifics in terms of what your child would require as it pertains to their blackness won't be super clear until they're older. Right. Uh, Right. So that is a very good point. Like when you have an infant, the infant has no like this is nothing to them. But as they get older, it will matter more and more. So if you and your husband don't already have real black friends, not just black people that you call your friends, but like actual black friends, I think y'all definitely need to make sure you get some black community, whether that means switching to a black church or making sure your baby goes to like a majority black daycare or even a black caregiver. Like you have to make sure it's not just, oh, you know, Black History Month. We're going to put up a poster of Martin Luther King Jr. or whatever. Right. Like your kid needs to also be exposed to black people. They yes. need to have black friends. Yeah. They need to be able to like I don't know if you watch This Is Us, but at one point, so they adopted a little black boy when their triplet died in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they brought this little baby home, too. And at one point, they went to the pool and the black boy wandered away from his white family and went over to the black side of the pool to kick it with the niggas <laughs> because he finally saw somebody who looks like him. Right. And it was like this white woman had thought she could just keep this black child in this white space and nothing was ever going to happen. It's like your baby is curious. He can tell he don't look yeah. like his brother and sister and mama and daddy. Don't yeah. mean he don't love you. But like, what is going on? Right. And so. And a lot of times when I hear stories about um black kids that were maybe adopted by a white family or mm-hmm. non-black family and grew up in non 
black neighborhoods or you know they were one of they were like the only black kid in a school and stuff like that yeah i i've heard like that's where it becomes trickier for them when they're like uh transitioning into adulthood and self-sufficiency and and stuff like that that's where it becomes more complicated so i think that's actually a a really great piece of advice to make sure that they have classmates and friends Mm -hmm. and and community that is reflective of them yes exactly and the fact that your husband's family and your family is all like not Republican and not Trump voters. As great as that is, that should be the bare goddamn minimum. I mean, yes, really absolutely what I was going to say. I read this like, uh, I mean, great. Yeah. But, <laughs> but this should it's not be, like there aren't horrible white dem- Democrats that would have th- never voted I was going to say, Trump. because the thing is like white people with the best intentions are still raised in this racist society with racist ideals. And you will often carry latent racism with you. Mm-hmm in your speech or your daily work or words or whatever else. So I just think it's so important that like everybody is very aware of what is okay to say and what is not. And people are constantly checking their own biases. And I would say this about, you know, anybody bringing somebody into their family who doesn't fit in with the rest of the family. Like y'all need to go out of your way to make sure you're not isolating this baby who didn't ask to be here. Right. So uh, good for y'all. I'm glad y'all live in a diverse and progressive large city. It should be easy for you to make some black friends if you don't already have them, Marsha. But yeah, I'm not going to tell you not to do this. I used to be kind of against uh, interracial adoption. adoption. just And honestly, because of this. Right. Mm-hmm. Because... Because so many white parents don't really take the time to consider the fact that like you may raise your child in this all white environment, but they are still black. And once they leave your house, shit is going to be different. It's going to be different at school. It's going to be different at church. It's going to be different at work, college, whatever else. When they go out in the world, they don't see them as your little Karen or whatever. So, (laughs) so like you have to be realistic about it. And I feel like black parents who are adopting white babies are a lot more realistic about the race differences than the other way around. So as long as you and your husband are committed to like not fucking this child up, then I wish y'all the absolute best. Good luck, sis, because what I'm not doing is taking in no kids. (laughs) I can barely take care of my damn self. Hello. So best of luck to y'all, but you absolutely need black real life influences for this child. And uh, yeah, to make sure you're always looking out for their best interests. Let's wrap it up there. That's it for the questions this week. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E. 
E80. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So it's time now for the read. Do you have one this week? I have two quick things. Okay. So I'm going to start by addressing um, some things that David Schwimmer said in an interview with. I don't remember who the fuck. Dave played. I don't even remember what the fuck his character was on Friends. Was he Ross Chandler? That's right. And then Joey. Okay, so he was Ross. Yeah, no, Ross. uh, Joey was a totally different white man. You know, no, no. I'm just trying to remember the three, the names of the three guys. Oh yeah, Ross, Joey, Chandler. Yeah, so he was Ross. Yes. So anyway, he was doing an interview about Friends or whatever. I don't know if it was the show's anniversary or some fuck shit. I don't give a fuck, but. Um, they were talking about the lack of diversity and he apparently said, and this is, I'm reading on deadline. Okay. I don't care. That show was groundbreaking in its time for the way in which it handled so casually sex, protected sex, gay marriage relationships. You have to look at it from the point of view of what the show was trying to do at the time. I'm the first person to say that maybe something was inappropriate or sensitive, but I feel like my barometer was pretty good at that time. I was already really attuned to social issues and issues of equality. He then goes on to talk about how his character dated an Asian American woman and an African American woman on the show and then apparently uh when discussing a reboot says uh something about uh maybe there should be an all black friends or an all asian friends uh <laughs> but i was well aware of the lack of diversity and i campaigned for years to have ross date women of color as if that has any, anything um so of course many people uh immediately were like skirt on 22 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has been well documented and spoken about that Friends was essentially a living single ripoff. Like, not just because they are pretty much the same damn show, except Friends got a whole ass white cast. Right. And Living Single is black. Um, and better, but yes. And far better. And <laughs> way, came out way better. Successfully a year prior. Right, that's true. But they've also spoken in detail about how execs over at Warner Brothers knew of Living Single, right. stand, did it on purpose, regretted not buying it, yep. et cetera, et cetera. And then the next thing you know, here's this white version. So for you to say, and you know what Living Single is because you acknowledged it after Erica, Alex, after Erica Alexander called your ass out. <laughs> and I'll get to that in a second. But for you to, to then go, I'm quite certain if we all know about this, oh, Lord. that you do as well. That's right. So for you to be like, oh, maybe there should be a Black Friends. Girl, what are you talking about? There was. Like, Friends is a white living single. Yes. So. Correct. And again, Living Single is a far better show. And honestly, a couple of times while I was procrastinating this weekend, I was just watching Living Single because I do it all the time. And yes. it's like one of the few sitcoms that I can just every night, let me go through these reruns because they will never not be funny. Yeah. Golden Girls is like legit the only other one. And now, Makes sense. as of late, it has been Community and The Good Place will be that as well. Because I still will go back and watch Community. But anyways. I've watched The Good Place finale three times already. <laughs> I tell you, I stand. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, that was annoying. But Erica Alexander uh, tweeted, hey, David Schwimmer at Friends TV. Are you seriously telling me you've never heard of Living Single? Go we off! invented the template. You're welcome, bro. Um, <laughs> Kim Coles also said something. She addressed it on YouTube and right. on Instagram and oh, things good, like good. that. Um very classy responses. You know, I will do the dragging as will many of mm-hmm. my 
black and brown brethren. <laughs> the rest of us, yes. Um, so this is what David Schwimmer issued as a response to Erica Alexander. He said, hi, Erica. As you know, I was asked recently in an interview for The Guardian how I felt for the thousandth time about a reboot of Friends immediately following a conversation about diversity on the show and so offered up other possibilities for a reimagining of the show today. I didn't mean to imply Living Single hadn't existed or indeed hadn't come before Friends, which I knew it had. Mm -hmm. Duh. Please remember, in an interview, quotes are often pieced together and taken out of context, and then these quotes are repurposed in other articles by other people who are trying to be provocative. So, Mm -hmm. quick pause. This is me. Um, (laughs) What does that have to do with anything that she's talking about? I was waiting for you to explain it. He continues, I was a fan of Living Single, who wasn't, and was not implying Friends was the first of its kind. To my knowledge, Friends, which came out a year later, was inspired by Marta and David, Marta and David's own lives, the series creators, and circle of friends living in New York in their 20s. If it was based on Living Single, you'd have to ask them. It's entirely possible that Warner Brothers and NBC, encouraged by the success of Living Single, gave the Friends pilot a green light. Sweetie, again, this is Fury. It's not that it's possible. <laughs> it's that it's fact. Yes. Like the girls know. We've talked about it. And the reason, knows that, it. the reason that you can do or say some shit like this is because Friends was the big ass fucking Ooh, white television shit. show where all of the cast members were making multi-millions an yes. episode and all of this shit. And still are. And still do. So, and Living Single was the, the poetry black show right. that was right. for the blacks. Yes, exactly. So don't even sit up here and play like you don't know what the fuck time it is. And try, anyways. Mess. I'm almost finished. I honestly don't know, but seems likely. That. Is that why I'm in serious? <laughs> if that's the case, we are all indebted to Living Single for paving the way. You could have just said Living Single clearly paved the way and we're in debt. You already made tons of money from this knockoff version. You know what I'm saying? You're good. The least that you could do is acknowledge what the fuck people are talking about. Yes. Then he said, and this is my least favorite part. Okay. In any event, if my quote was taken out of context, it's hardly in my control. I assure you I meant no disrespect, David. What kind? You could have kept this. You were better off just not saying anything I to us. I cannot even believe that came that came out of somebody's iOS press release. Like, I cannot believe this is real. Are you serious? I saw the original statement. I did not see this follow-up. Living Single is not only a sitcom that paved the way for your show. It's it paved oh. the way for many an ensemble, grouped friends hanging out, being whatever the fucking quirk. You got the quirky one and you've got the boss one. Like, this show yes is still so good it's like every day is a day in a 90s kind of world for a show that's so 90s one of the last episodes i watched um this past weekend was one where kyle came home and was like showing off his cell phone oh yes and was talking about how like you can program the numbers in it and you can (laughs) make it vibrate when it rings like all this basic shit that like kids rattles do today and shit like that so like there are parts in it that if like that that are so fun. But like the subject matter, the stuff that they covered, they absolutely still had like 
they still had subject matter and tone that it was prevalent to not only our community, but all of them. So for you to just try to yes. first undermine what that amazing show did, but then double yes. down on it and be like, well, it's possible that everybody goddamn knows that NBC ganked the shit out of Living Single. And if that's the case, cute for y'all. Right. Bitch, you could have kept this shit. So fuck you and fuck everybody else Woo. for taking the the like concept, the idea of this show that Yvette Lee Bowser and Same. everybody that created, not to mention with T.C. Carton and Queen Latifah and Eric Alexander and Kim Fields and Kim Coles yeah, and motherfucking, yeah. I'm forgetting something, John Hinton, what they all did to make those characters, because you could have never had nobody else be Regine. You could have never had nobody else be a Maxine Shaw. You could have never had another Sinclair or Overton or Kyle or Khadijah. Like, they made those characters the amazing things or people that they that they are and the ones that we love today. So I'm just grossed. Okay. I'm grossed out. I'm skeeved out. And I'm annoyed. Yes. Because it's like, we have had to... I remember, I feel like, on this show, begging (laughs) for somebody to put the whole series out for us to stream. Because I owned the only piece of home video that you could get of Living Single, which was the first season on DVD years ago. I bought that shit when I was in college. And I remember (laughs) thinking, why is it that this is the only piece of Living Single that I can watch on my own, you know, like, accord or demand? Right. And Hulu, which after this shit tweeted, oh, by the way, they were like standing for a living right, single so of the Hulu account. Right, so as long as y'all know, every episode right now. And it has the best <laughs> theme song that you've ever heard in your life. Like I have watched every episode on Hulu, so, so I fully get it. Kia had the whole shit on DVR. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a different world. I'm sorry, never mind. But anyways, like that show was so hilarious. So like... Mm charismatic so well written and it's just still a great show that that is great today and that's not to say that friends ain't a great show for people or whatever but like right you essentially erased or attempted to erase the legacy of this show that really is the reason that you had a job and honestly if it wasn't for friends would you. you even be discussed today Absolutely not. What else has David Schwimmer even been in? I'm sure loads of things, but the girls know him I as Ross. I can't name one. So I can't either, but I'm sure that that's not the only thing on his IMDb. I mean, probably not, but like Friends is it. Friends is the reason for, I would yeah. say, probably most of that cast. Yeah, the whole like, so, oh, well, you know, it was really based off the creators and the writers' lives, but if there was some inspo for you guys, I wouldn't be shocked. It was like such classic white Past shit. that, like, living single aside, look at the way that you're addressing diversity in, in that show and Ooh, as a whole all together. Because even if, if living single didn't exist, what you're essentially saying is, bitch, I don't got nothing to do with that because I was telling them girls in the 90s and the 2000s <laughs> to make sure that he dates an Asian girl and a black right. girl or whatever else. So talk to somebody else about that shit because I ain't got nothing to do with me. That is not... Is that what you felt like your con- your contribution to an anti-racist society was? That's why Joaquin Phoenix dragged y'all asses at the Baptist <laughs> oh, yes, and had all did. you bitches looking yes, like you wanted to die in your yes, seats. That's it right there. He was like, oh, it's actually the responsibility of the people who benefit from this system to be the ones who tear it down. And the white people were shook. Yeah. <laughs> they all, <laughs> He finished his speech and the girls were like, uh, oh, Okay. The camera's I on you. Clap. Guess. The camera is on you. Clap. Seems wrong, you guys. 
Okay, so there's that. And then the only other thing I wanted to mention is um, by now, maybe lots of you have heard this story about my new friend, Taylor. Um, oh my God, I'm so glad. Second grade. I was going to talk girl. about this. Yes. Taylor and goddamn Lizzie. Second grade student who was uh, passionately telling the story of theft. That's right. The theft that she experienced mm-hmm. at the hands of her uh, classmate Lizzie. That's right. Now, my girl Taylor does what she needs to do when it comes to school, okay? And it shows in what she was rewarded. Mm-hmm. Her perfect attendance pencil. That's this right. is a special, one-of-a-kind pencil. It's pink. Specifically mm-hmm. for the folks who have perfect attendance. Yes. It is an achievement That's and right. it is only for for the girls, <laughs> okay. I can't believe we was about to go talk about who lined this. up. I, there was I. The moment I saw this video, I said, "I'm dragging her." <laughs> so she told the story about how she came to class. Yes. All of a sudden, her perfect attendance pencil mm. is not in the sharpening. I was it the pencil sharpener, but it's like, like a little she box left it in are. a box yeah. that is left there for the the pencils to be right. sharpened. And when it came time to claim her pencil, it was not there. <laughs> Lo and behold, Miss Lizzie, no McGuire, <laughs> somehow has a perfect attendance pencil. Now, my sis knew that that didn't make no damn sense. Listen, she looked in the box and was like, weren't you just in Canada, Lizzie? <laughs> didn't you miss class? Because you and your fam decided yeah. that they wanted to go and ride around the six with their woes. So how do you have a perfect attendance? It doesn't it add sense. up. Make it make sense. Because besides me having great attendance, I have a great understanding of logic. And this is outside oh. of that. So she rightfully stepped to Lizzie and said, run me my pencil. Lizzie tried to play dumb yep. and act like she didn't know what she yep. was talking about. Even one of their other classmates uh, stepped in and was like, sis. Bitch, you know you was on vacation you know playing. damn motherfucking well that that is not your pencil. You know good and damn well you was just in Toronto. We all, girl, it was just two weeks ago. We saw you. Gone. You know that that's Taylor's pencil. So Taylor says she went to the teacher mm-hmm. who said something to her about it's just a pencil. Yep. Which I will get to in a second. This was going to be my entire point. But the teacher being like, she didn't do nothing about it. I have three drop-offs to make. Okay. The first one, Lizzie, I'm sure you done came off that off that pencil by now. Mm-hmm. But sis, don't you ever in your goddamn life try my girl like that again. Okay? If you wanted that pink perfect attendance, perfect attendance pencil, then you should have had your ass mm-hmm. in your seat yes. every day that they had class. Right. That's not what you did. Okay? And maybe it wasn't your fault that y'all was in Canada. Yeah. Okay? I'm sure it wasn't just like, hey, girls... Lizzie you know, said we're going to Canada, therefore we going. I want to see the Raptors game. So but mommy you didn't have perfect attendance. Guess up the that's PJ. That. That's just that. So maybe next time, mm. if you want a ping pencil, you will have perfect attendance like I Taylor Garcia had. Okay? <laughs> or you can tell your uh country plain jetting family to stop by the goddamn Office Depot yep. where they no doubt have an assortment of of, of pencils of all kinds of colors for you to have. But what you're not about to do is steal oh, baby. from me. That's right. The person who's been doing what she needed That's to right. do. That's so right. Lizzie, I hope very well that your mama gave you a very stern talking to. I mm-hmm. bet she didn't. But if she, she did should've. not... 
She should have. Don't you ever in your life steal nothing from nobody, especially a hardworking black baby like Taylor. You knew now, that pink pencil wasn't yours, girl. You knew that. For the teacher and also Miss Tabitha. That's right. Thank you. The way they did this little girl pissed me off. I was so annoyed. You know what I'm saying? I was really pissed. I was really annoyed. After this adorable child tells this story that clearly means a lot to her. Yeah, she is impassioned. And it should. Like, this is a pencil that was awarded to me for doing well. Yes. You don't have the right to just take it because you want it. Okay? Right. So, after all of that happens... She says to the teacher, what happens? The teacher responds to her, it's just a pencil. Fuck that. Her mama <laughs> responds to her after she tells this story, it's just a pencil. Fuck that. It's not that it's just a pencil. Right. Maybe it's just a pencil to you because A, it's not your pencil, and B, you understand that pencils cost five cents or whatever. <laughs> but you are invalidating this child's feelings yes. when it comes to something that means a lot a to her. Baby. She was stolen from. Yes. Okay. Not only that, but she somebody took something. I'm sure she lived for the fact that the pencil was pink. She got a little pink headband on. Exactly. Her sweater is a and pink. Exactly it looks like her bag and all that it. stuff is. Because it's pink and festive and feisty and probably the girls want it. And it's not that off that weird yellow brownish color that pencil she usually said she looked in the box and every other pencil in there was yellow and she was like the fuck I'm sorry this doesn't add doesn't up doesn't make sense so I was really annoyed by the fact that they both tried to hit her with it's just a pencil like I'm coming to you because that's what I meant to do in these right. situations when I have an issue mm-hmm. and again this is a real one it's not just that oh I dropped my fruit snacks on the floor right. like Somebody took my pencil that I worked to get and they should and lied about it when we know damn well that you took my pencil. And writing her name on the paper like she not using my pencil. First of all, Miss Whatever Your Name Is Teacher, why the fuck are you you even giving these students perfect attendance pencils if something like this happens and you you. say it's just a pencil? Thank you. No, girl, it's my pencil that you gave to me for doing something well. So why are you you even... Why do we have any kind of uh, special pencils in this bitch? Why aren't all of our fucking pencils pencils yellow if this you know how you're gonna act so the teacher handled that awfully yes. and I'm not judging this woman's uh, motherhood or anything like that but I don't like when kids come up to you and you say, and you hit them with some shit like that first of all I don't know this kid and I was ready to ride out to the elementary me too. school me too same so the fact that the response was oh it's just a pencil to me was aggravating and I'm sure that this that's not gonna fuck this kid's future or anything like that but I think that we have to start paying better attention to how we respond to these things you could have easily bought your baby two dozen pink pencils you know what I mean and probably made her day but it's not that it's not just that the pencil was pink Mm -hmm. it's that something was stolen from her that meant something to her right and it was given to her for her doing something well so that annoyed me as well yes third and lastly I would like to say fuck you to today's show NBC News and whoever else undoubtedly referred to this girl's um, speech as sassy okay I don't understand When we gonna get y'all to understand (laughs) the negative connotations that come with some of the words or descriptions that y'all use towards black people and specifically black women. The show that I've mentioned twice already in this show, Community, itself has an episode where Queen Yvette Nicole uh, Brown is doing, like they're doing like a, a commercial or something and the dean is trying to get Shirley, her character, to say something and he like, he's trying to say a word but he's very clearly like struggling with like what he wants her to do and they cut to her and she's like the word 
heard he's searching for his sassy. <laughs> yeah. And he better pray he don't find oh, it. Oh, I think I've seen that <laughs> clip before. That is so funny. <laughs> like, come on, girl. Y'all know by this point, this is a child. And it wasn't even sassy. Like, it, she was... She was just like... She was just explaining explain what happened. Justice in the world. That's what got me about it. It was like, if the pencil don't mean nothing, if it's just a pencil, then don't make it a goddamn reward. <laughs> Y'all made it a thing. Grown-ups made the pencil a thing in the first fucking place. And then when and I then came to you about it, matter. it didn't matter. That's so fucked up. Like, man. what does that do? Like, um, what does that do for a mind? For the mind of right. someone who's what, four or five? And adults laugh at it and feel like it ain't no big deal. But to a child, a fucking no, she's in second grade. She's yeah. probably seven. But like Okay, I don't know. The math show. But regardless, like to a seven, eight year old, this is like, it's a big thing. The school decided people with perfect attendance get these special pink right. pencils that nobody else can have. So if the pencil doesn't doesn't really mean anything and it's okay for Lizzie's ass to take it, then why did y'all make the pencil a big deal? It's not just that it's a pencil. It's like, it, it's like a representation of something that I did well. You know what I mean? It, it's not just that it's a pencil. I could write with any one of the pencils in the, the box or whatever. And sure, this one's pink, so that's going to be extra special too. But yeah. you literally gave this to me saying, good job to you. Right. And it was taken from me. It was congratulations. It it's like when I was in school, we got perfect attendance, like recognition. You would get called up on stage during assembly or you would get yeah. like a certificate or something. It's like, if it don't matter, party or then, why the, right, then why the fuck did why I bust my ass to come to school every goddamn day? I could have faked sick and stayed at home with me, ma, like every goddamn body else. Why was I here every day then, teacher, if it didn't matter? That's what got me. I'm like, this is a horrible precedent to set yes. for a child. Oh, this thing that we said mattered and we awarded you for really doesn't mean anything. And so it, it doesn't matter if somebody else took it. And that came from her teacher and her mama. It's like, how do you not process that? Like, what the fuck is going on then? Like, I'm so confused. But y'all be worried about Billy Porter wearing a dress on Sesame Street. <sighs> Anyway, I hate y'all. Moving on. I'm I'm so glad you said it because I was absolutely going to and you covered it (laughs) completely, especially including the whole sassy thing, which I had not even really considered. But it's such an excellent point. They love to make black girls seem like we're being extra or out of control or just so cute or whatever. And she is fucking cute. But the point is, she's pissed. (laughs) Y'all took her shit away and it was an injustice. Yes. And and justice needs to be fucking served. This this wrong needs to be righted. And y'all did her wrong. Even if it was just her pencil, her her regular ass pencil that she brought from home. That's right. Another student stole it from her. (laughs) And they're children. So I'm like... Obviously, right. don't handcuff them. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> the fact that it was like, oh, girl, go sit down. Like, what? When, like, the teacher should have went over to Lizzie and been like, Lizzie, it looks like you're using a perfect attendance pencil that doesn't belong to you. Right. And Lizzie would have said, oh, I-, I liked it because it was pink. <laughs> or whatever. Because I'm sure that's why Lizzie picked up the goddamn pink pencil. Right. And then she would have had to get a-, a real one. And fucking Taylor would have got her pencil like she was supposed to. And that would have been the end of it. Wouldn't have been nothing for Instagram. Had you just made it right in the first place but anyway now when taylor hits her 20s and 30s and don't have no time for nobody's shit then she'll really be sassy and this was wrong with y'all change in young taylor's life because <laughs> <laughs> at this point it's given well why should i give a fuck about anything y'all right. talk about she ain't never gonna be friends with a lizzie again also ever her life terrible taste you've put in her mouth but yes justice for my girl taylor and i think that wraps up this week's episode of the read yep check us out on social media at this is the read our website is this is the read.com tickets for our <coughs> upcoming tour this spring at 
thereadlive.com. Yep. So uh, also check out our Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook and all that for the dates and cities that we'll be at. And let's see, anything else we're supposed to announce this week? I don't. I'm scrolling real quick. Like, think is there? So. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, here it is. Dallas, Houston, L.A., Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago. We are heading to your city in March, April, and May. So, thereadlive.com for tickets. Yep. And I think that's it for me, friend. Any closing remarks from you? Um. Be safe, everybody. Have a good week and all of that stuff. If if there was never a time before to cover your goddamn face when you cough and sneeze. Do it now, bitch. Bitch, it is at the moment. Because y'all get on my nerves without the corona. So, <laughs> Also, coronavirus not caused by the beer. Need right. y'all to not be that goddamn stupid. But mine would come with Lyme. <laughs> Disease! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. Whatever. All right, y'all. Happy Black History Month. Bye. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.